It began one afternoon in late summer in a meadow on Mount Ida. I loved that place. The warm air, meadow smell, the slow movement of the flocks had become for me all that was peaceful and good. The place where I felt safe and had no desire to leave. I felt his presence more than I actually saw him. A scintillating form, shivering among the streams of light that filtered through the trees. He told me I would have to make a choice. Before the questions rising in my mind could form in words, he said that I would understand when the time was right. Then he was gone. I was in the same bright meadow when they came. Stunning forms of women, but so much more. One was shrouded in a mist of blue. Everything about her was invasive, penetrating, striking like an eagle, the force of irresistible resolve. Another stood within a crystal cloud, clear and white. The trees and rocks near her seemed to lose their solid form, to become translucent, as though eager to disclose their inner selves. A third took shape, bathed in a pink glow, unlike the other two, whose power flared out like a blacksmith's flame, this one drew towards herself all living things nearby. I forced my eyes to turn away. I remembered that I had to choose among them. But how? What standard could apply? For a long time I was silent. The blue one was the first to speak. Choose me, Paris. You know what I can do. Fear touched me at these words. She continued, I have power. Do you know what power means? It means fulfillment of your every wish. It means you need not think of anything beyond the objects of your will. It means that you are better than the world around you, that you will never hear an insult, never give way to another, never know an unfulfilled desire. I will give you this. It is mine to give. You were born to be a prince. You are nothing now. You cannot shape the world around you, not even your own fate. Though you think your quiet life is better, I foresee a time when you will know that power is the highest good. The white one spoke, her voice clear as a lyre. Her helmet seemed to float above her spacious brow. Power is good, she said. But there is more. I can give you understanding. When you learned to sing and play the lyre like no one ever did before, to match the pitch and words in graceful union, entering the very heart of music, was that not wonderful? You are an archer. By long practice you have learned to gauge the arrow's path. Do you not thrill with pleasure when you bring down a goose in flight? These are shadows of the gift I offer. I can make you understand the secrets hidden from the run of men. I can give you vision into the human heart and the movement of the stars. With my gift, the mysteries of right and wrong, the nature and the cause of things will come to you unbidden. With the second sight I give, it will be yours to find a cure for baffling maladies. Yours to plan the strategy that wins in bloody war. Yours to judge with justice every cause. Think about it, Paris, for if you spurn my offer, 
I foresee a time when lack of wisdom leads you on a path of strife and pain, disguised as everything your heart desires. At last the Rose One spoke, though I do not know for sure that it was speech that passed from her to me. As she came near, warmth swept over me. The flowers in the meadow seemed to swell and glisten with desire. She spoke a single word. Helen. There was no need for more. There could only be one Helen. Helen of Argos, whose fame has spread to every corner of the world. But what really was the offer? Helen in my power? Her form? Her touch? Would her desire for me match my own for her? For a moment I reflected. My will revered as law, or to share the secrets of creation. How enticingly these stood before my inner eye. And this Helen. <laughs>